Glad we stepped all over the uh, fun transition that I laid down like two minutes ago. And what fun transition? <laughs> I said, all this gold that I've mined. Mines. Okay, Steve, that requires a specific level of knowledge about the song we're covering. And like I stated, I don't necessarily know what Big Bad John's full career path was. Okay, well, then I guess I just won't send you the songs a week ahead of time. And you'll <laughs> just, well, because apparently it doesn't matter how long you've had it. Good, to I don't want them. You know who's better than LBJ? <laughs> BBJ. <laughs> ah, that's my favorite BJ. And Steve, because we live in a cruel <laughs> world, that's how we're getting into this episode. Welcome to the Songtopsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. <laughs> I'm Mike Russell. And I'm fed up with this shit, Steve Trollinger. Yes, Steve, as our primary researcher, who has, I'm sure, meticulously crafted out a wonderful episode for both uh, Mike and myself, as well as the listeners, um, I'm sure that's exactly how you wanted to get into uh, Jimmy Dean today. Yeah, this is, this. I've been dreaming of this every day for the last week, and this is exactly the dream that I had, but it's in, re- it's in reality. Well, you know what, Steve, after you wake up from that dream, there's nothing like Jimmy Dean sausage to get your day going in the right direction. <laughs> Jimmy Dean And uh, Jimmy Dean, a heaping helping of uh, his sausage and also uh, his 1961 hit, Big Bad John. Big John. Every morning at the mine you could see him arrive He stood six foot six and weighed 245 Kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John Big John I know this, I know this song Uh, (laughs) Yes, this is... uh, the song Big Bad John. Also, I want to mention up front, the literal fourth word of the song was mine. He worked in a mine was the first line of the song, Nick. So if you didn't have enough time to listen to the first five seconds of the goddamn song, then that's I your thought fault. they said he worked as a mime. <laughs> that's that's his brother, Big Silent John. <laughs> yes, his brother who studied abroad in um, Verdun for a few years and just never left. His, his, his cousin, uh, Short Silent Bob. Uh, as Nick brought up, uh, this song is by uh, country western legend Jimmy Dean, uh, an American country singer, actor, and proprietor of the nation's foremost premium pork sausage, Jimmy Dean. Which I have to say, I don't think I can say, other than the first half of this song when Steve sent it to me, I don't think I've heard a Jimmy Dean song and yet I've the sausage has been, I don't want to say a part of my life like since I was young, but I've been aware of Jimmy Dean's sausage since a very young age. So Jimmy Dean's sausage has a special place inside you, Nick. Is that right? I mean, after I eat it, it does. For, for a brief period of time, it has a special place inside me. <laughs> yes. We will, get to, we will get to the sausage, okay? We're going to find out Obviously, how it gets made, Steve? N- no, we're definitely not going to do that, because I myself just made some Jimmy Dean sausage about two days ago. The, and it's still in my system. Yeah, probably. No, I made sausage gravy, and it was the big-ass pork roll that you get. You put it in the freezer. It's good forever. I've never had sausage gravy. What is that? It is. Uh, wait, I don't want to give away my secret recipe on the air. You don't want to tell me how the sausage gets made? Holy <laughs> shit, I'm going to be pulling that out every 30 seconds. <laughs> also, it requires flour, so... 
Speed bumps, not dead ends, Steve. Yes, I suppose we could use other types of flour that you could possibly eat. Some of that um, cricket flour? Is that what the glutens eat? Or the gluten the glutens? Eat? Is, that <laughs> the like, is that what the race of people <laughs> whose body can't digest gluten properly is called? My, Mike has a whole hierarchy, a whole taxonomy of other ethnic groups that he's devised. Bilinguals. <laughs> glutens. <laughs> Big Bad Johns. <laughs> so yeah, Jimmy Dean, sausage king of America. After dropping out of high school and joining the Air Force, he decided to become a professional entertainer. Uh, in the 1950s, Dean began hosting a popular radio show in Washington, D.C. called Town and Country Time, which eventually moved on to local TV stations in Maryland and Virginia. This would eventually morph into the nationally broadcasted variety show, The Jimmy Dean Show, which supported and launched many country music careers and even served as the first big commercial gig for puppeteer Jim Henson whose creation, Rolf the Dog, would feature in several popular sketches with Dean. And then, it, so, and then after that, it somehow morphed into Sean Hannity's show. No, this was a very... This is back in the 60s when there was no politics on the air. Absolutely uh-huh. none. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, reportedly, Henson was so grateful to Dean that he eventually offered him a 40% share in the Jim Henson Company, Holy shit. which Dean turned down because he felt he had done nothing to actually earn it, which he never regretted doing to the day he died, apparently. You know what? If he hadn't had the sausage empire, I would have said he's crazy, but he didn't need that 40% stake in the Jim Henson Company. Holy shit, yeah. how much would that be worth now? I mean, more than he eventually, probably more than he inevitably sold the uh, sausage company for, is he sold the sausage company uh, that he and his so he and his brother Don founded it in 1969, and they sold it in 1984 to Sarah Lee for 80 million. Dang! Um, and the uh, the sausage company, by should mention, which gained popularity throughout uh, the, its entire existence due to the commercials starring Jimmy Dean himself. And Nick, I believe I have one here for us. I wish I could tell you how I feel about a morning like this. Wake up, feel just like a tight pair of pants, ready to rip, and you say, Lordy, I hope everybody in the world feels as good as I do this morning. (laughs) And uh, I honestly feel that way about Jimmy Dean sausage. It's fine, it's good for you, and it tastes good. Why don't you get some Jimmy Dean sausage and uh, get yourself a large chunk of that good morning feeling. Have you, has anybody ever heard the expression, feeling like a tight pair of pants, ready to rip? <laughs> that is a great... Fr- Why do we not use that phrase enough? Or ever? What, at the height of orgasm? When would you say that? Yeah, like when you're ready to, when you're ready to go. Also, also it, was, it was right there, tight pair of pants, sausage casing, it's right there. The, the parallels are obvious. <laughs> but they don't make commercials like that anymore, where you could just have your folksy salt of the earth... Camera slowly zooming in on a guy talking about how good his sausage is. It doesn't exist anymore. He was also real casual about it, too. Just like, oh, by the way, by the way, I also feel that way about Jimmy Dean sausage. Boy, you know, I really like it. It's like he primarily just wanted to tell you how good he was feeling that morning. And then as an offhand little addition, he's like, by the way, I make sausage. Okay, this is the whole thing. This is what they taught you in, what was it, Mad Men? You know, selling, sales. Yes. It's not about the product. It's about how the product makes you feel. Yes. I want Jimmy Dean sausage now, but as uh, Mike and I established, Steve, when we were gone, when you were gone, uh, they don't even test to see if there's gluten in it because they don't care about like the liberal elitists who have to be concerned with gluten-free food. They make their sausage for real Americans, salt-of-the-earth, red-blooded Americans. I mean, you, you take that up with, I think, 
Tyson Foods now? Because I believe he sold it to Sara Lee. Sara Lee got bought by uh, Hillshire. Tyson. Uh, but but then but then Tyson bought Hillshire. Oh, and Tyson owns Disney too, right? They're just one giant mega company. Probably also most chocolate. How does how is that allowed? You know, like I feel like once you buy a brand, because then you, then they hide themselves within so many brands. You don't know who the real brand is anymore. It's the American way. The only thing more American is Jimmy Dean sausage. It feels like a tight pair of tighty whities just waiting <laughs> to bust out of in the afternoon. That's what he said, right? I was gonna say Mike just discovered vertical integration during the podcast. <laughs> no, I no, I've been thinking. Anytime it comes up, it bothers me. When did when I found, when I corporate Disney, greed? Yes, it bothers me too. I found out Disney owned ESPN. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So Dean would uh, be the, also be the first person chosen to guest host the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Uh, he also had a large role in the Bond film Diamonds Are Forever, and in uh, he passed away uh, not super recently, but fairly recently in 2010 at his home in Virginia. He was entombed, not buried entombed there's the jimmy dean tomb you can go you can go visit uh in a nine foot tall piano shaped mausoleum on the grounds of his estate and his epitaph reads quote here lies one hell of a man end quote fuck yeah i love it i love it the only way that could be cooler more badass and more american is if he were actually buried in his own sausage casing We'll never know. Oh my god. Unless we go gra- unless we go a grave robin. You people is that still a popular p- profession? <laughs> grave robbing? <laughs> grave robbing? Is it is it is, is it a lot of liquidity in it? Nah, it pays the bills. <laughs> Nick's just shoveling. <laughs> That's blue collar work right there. <laughs> or is that black collar work? Because it's on the black market. Uh, like if you're selling, I think like- it's just illegal. <laughs> uh, but in the uh, 1950s, Dean signed to Columbia Records, where he came up with a few minor pop hits. And Columbia was considering dropping him from the label because they didn't really go anywhere until he hit it big in 1961 with the recitation song "Big Bad John." Now, Nick and I are intimately familiar with the recitation song from our Red Sovine episode. That's one of uh, uh, Nick had called it uh, uh, sentimental trucker music, though that actually is a subgenre of the overall recitation song genre recitation song genre such a generous way to say you just talk through an instrumental track it's bullshit well but is it it's not that it's just talk nick it's narrative it's 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 a baby step above mumble rap that's where i give it that's where i place it on like the talented vocal delivery in a song what when you got some deep rumbly vocals like that a big bad jimmy dean like I think you get away with it, man. People like hearing you just just like hearing your voice. Isn't that what singing is about? Yeah, singing is like, I want to hear my voice project like it's busting out of a pair of pants first <laughs> thing in the morning. Hey, speaking of which, you know what I like first thing what? in the morning? I like that Jimmy Dean sausage. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jimmy Dean sausage, that's what I'm here to sell. Oh, right. That. Now, a recitation song is a song with a narrative element where the singer primarily speaks rather than sings the verses. In a semi-recitation song, the artist will speak the verses, but will usually switch to singing for the chorus. Now, in the case of Big Bad John, the song we're listening to today, it is a semi-recitation song. 
Uh, but in either case, the songs are usually sentimental or religious in nature, though some are known to be comedic or dramatic. Uh, we touched on this with the Red Sovine episode. All of his songs were trucker-based, uh, but not all recitation songs are. Other examples, for instance, include the song A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. That's a recitation song. Are You Lonesome Tonight by Elvis Presley. And, of course, Albuquerque by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> um, he wrote the song on a plane trip from New York to Nashville, inspired by an actor he knew named John Minto, who was six foot five and whom he always called Big John because he liked the way it rolled off, and he liked the way it rolled off his tongue. So he's like, one of these days I'm going to write a song about a guy named Big, Big John, or in this case, Big Bad John. Uh, the song spent five weeks at number one on the Billboard Top 100, two weeks on the Billboard Country Chart, and nine weeks on the Billboard Easy Listening Chart. So it was, it was fairly popular. Now, that might beg the yeah, question— Yeah, there wasn't a lot to do back then, I know. That might beg the question, Steve, if that's the case, why the hell did you bring this song onto the show where you guys make fun of bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music? S Steve, if that's the case, why did you bring this song onto the show where we mostly make fun of bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music? And that is because there are many layers to this song, uh, and— we're going to get into it now, but I want everyone to listen to the song, and I want you to keep in mind such famous folklore characters like Paul Bunyan, Pecos Bill, John Henry. And I want you to keep I want you to keep those figures in mind while we take a listen. Okay. A dissection is imperative. Narrowed the hip, and everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Big John. Big Bad John Big John Nobody seemed to know where John called home He just drifted into town and stayed all alone He didn't say much, he kind of quiet and shy And if you spoke at all, you just said hi to Big John So right here we're presented with a mysterious figure <laughs> Nobody knows where John comes from or where he lives He just sort of drifted into town one day Stayed stayed all alone. Didn't say much. Kind of quiet and shy. And if you spoke at all, you just said hi to Big Wait. John. Holy so, shit. I know who this person is. His name is John. He's a stranger who rolls into town. Doesn't say much, but he will fight you if you give him lip. This song is about the movie Rambo. This is First Blood. He's talking about John Rambo. Now, I wasn't quite so ready for you to come up with something so wholly wrong this fast in the episode. I think I'm right, Steve. I watched that movie recently. I saw First Blood not too long ago, and this is exactly how that movie starts. I think I yeah, think it's on to something here, Steve. I, I, don't... I can already tell you there's no lyric down the line where it goes, and if you make John mad, he'll set lots of traps, and then he'll take a Gatling gun and blow your head off. That's Big John. But already we've cut we've cut this mysterious figure. Now like what what is where is the song going? Why are we talk why are we talk singing? <laughs> why are we doing a podcast? What is life? What is life? Baby don't hurt me. Sorry, what is love? Yes. Uh, I was about to, I was about to say Steve. I love that movie. <laughs> but let's hear some more about Big John. Somebody said he came from New Orleans where he got in a fight over a Cajun queen and a crashing blow from a huge right hand sent a Louisiana fella to the promised land, Big John. Oh, he killed a fucking guy? So Could you imagine punching somebody so hard they died? 
Big John could. Isn't there an anime <laughs> called done One it. Punch Man? And that's the entire premise? Oh, yeah. That is the entire... It's, a, it's hilarious, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Big John, yeah, too, apparently. The world's most ineffectual, effectual superhero. That's one of my favorite versions of parody right there. Because they, like, I mean... Uh, yeah, he lives a sad, sad life where nothing, nothing ever meets his expectations. So, Big John is a murderer. Yeah, so we have a so- violent, stoic, scarily silent stranger rolling in. He got into a fight over a woman. Now, a Cajun queen, I should mention up top, historically speaking, refers to a, you know, statuesque woman from New Orleans. But I should also mention, because we are supposed to be funny here, that Cajun queens, according to Urban Dictionary... Uh, has a more modern definition, which is uh, men who dress up as statuesque women during Mardi Gras. Fascinating. When I, so, so uh, truly, what? truly, it it depends on when that term came into prominence. That really sh- changes the context of who his Cajun queen was. I mean, I given our knowledge of Jimmy Dean so far, I'm pretty sure as a, a hell of a man he was, probably not unnaturally progressive in his social mooring. But hey, love is love. His Cajun queen is his Cajun queen no matter who they are. Well, that we we, we might we might be have a different opinion on that later on. We'll see, but it sounds like he jumped to her defense like he was in a tight pair of pants that was bursting at the seams waiting to get out in the morning. It's like a just just going to keep just gonna keep rolling with that, aren't you? I don't know why, but for some reason I'm also reminded that there's Jimmy Dean sausage and it tastes pretty good and you can have it in the morning. Getting that good morning feel while looking out over the lake as the sun gently rises in the morning when you got a nice warm cup of coffee. And and then I think about that Jimmy Dean sausage I got cooking inside. And gosh darn it, ooh, that's... And that man I killed back in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes of exposition, and then a slight, then a slight pause. Oh, crap, I forgot about the sausage. <laughs> Jimmy Dean sausage. Uh, but let's keep going. Big bad John. Big John. Then came the day at the bottom of the mine when a timber cracked and men started crying. Miners were praying and hearts beat fast and everybody thought that they'd breathe their last, except John. Through the dust. This, see, this is why you need a crazy giant person around. John's John's got a plan. He's got a plan that's just crazy enough to work, I bet. But Mike, there's a it's a mine cave in. It's a mine collapse. The timbers the timber uh, struts holding up the mine is broken. The mine has begun to cave in. What can one man, a singular regular ordinary human man do? In such a cataclysmic circumstance. I don't know about an average man, but I know about a man named Big Bad John. <laughs> Mike, you've bought into the mythology of him so quickly. Uh, 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 the mythology. Exactly the point I wanted to bring up. So the reason I picked this song is because I have been... A, a confluence of events occurred. And all of them... All of these events came together to basically tell me I had to talk about this song. I was trying to find a song for us to talk about. I thought we should do a country song, because we hadn't done a country song in a while. And as I'm walking through the park, I'm listening to a podcast about folklore. And this, as I'm thinking of this, and I'm looking through 
country songs, I come across this song. At the same time I come across this song, the folklore podcast I'm listening to has an episode playing about mind collapses. And then later that afternoon, a completely separate mind-related topic was brought up. At that point, it was though the universe pointed at me and said, Steve, you must talk about Big Bad John. And, and I then wanted right then to... you won Minesweeper. Just... <laughs> I never win Minesweeper, first of all. That's why I'm, it was such uh, a big moment. Yes. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh, Steve. Sorry, I got my hominin. My hominins threw me off there for a second. Um, but I, I just, I brought it up because I had, I had gotten into, and this leads into why I kind of wanted to talk about it because I, I've been recently getting more into. Um, I've always been a fan of uh, mythology, how humans craft stories to explain or used to craft stories to explain natural phenomenon, um, creation stories. These were always fascinating to me. And I, I have peaks and valleys where I get really into it and then I'm not, and then I get really into it and I'm not. And so now I'm in one of those peaks. And the thing about folklore is that like these tales become prevalent the further from the comfort of the known you get. Like they spring up amongst groups of people who attempt to like tame the wilderness or who are explore the sea or who explore an unknown or dangerous location like a mine, a place full of mystery where bad things, random things happen. And you come up with reasons to explain why they happened. Many of America's America's folk tales involve folk heroes who are often based on actual historical figures like Johnny Appleseed, John Henry, Davy Crockett, whose exploits, while great, are often embellished to legendary status, and all of them tend to be employed in some sort of rough frontier type of job, like, say, a coal mine. And all this stuff came together, and I was like, this is a song attempting to create, from whole cloth, from scratch, a new figure of American folklore. And... I thought that that was an interesting, like, thing to, to, to do, because, it, it, like, a lot, all this stuff, like, think about this, like, think of if the world ended tomorrow, and like, 50, 50. a certain amount of time passes, like, who's to say with like forgetfulness and time, someone, someone digs up a recording of Big Bad John and thinks it's a real story. And starts a new folk tradition about like, oh yeah, there was this guy, and there was a mine cave in, and this happened. Through the dust and the smoke of this man-made hell walked a giant of a man that the miners knew well, grabbed a sagging timber and gave out with a groan, and like a giant oak tree just stood there alone, Big John. Big John, Big John, Big Bad John. Ooh, I sensed a key change coming. Yep, key change. So he, so, so he put him, he made himself the beam. He made himself the beam, a feat of preternatural superhuman strength. Jimmy Beam. Now you know, you know what I love about folklore? They give you these heroes who are, you know, just they seem ordinary, but they got just a little extra, just a little. They're not overpowered so much, but they got just enough. Like Paul Bunyan with his damn ox. He's got his blue ox and he's chopping down trees. <laughs> that damn ox. He shits on my yard all the time. Giant blue <laughs> turds. And who was the guy that worked on the railroad? John Henry. John Henry. 
Fight, who again? Who fought robots? Real man. Who fought robots? Yes, he fought robots. God, he was the first man to fight a robot. I love that. But certainly not the last. Yes, Mike will continue that. Mike, you're basically a folk hero unto yourself. Don't be so modest. Oh, Nick. I hope one day to have a little folklore, but I've got I've got some more work to do. <laughs> and then yeah. there was the time he fell three stories, and then he walked down and felt real fine. Big Mike. He got blackout drunk and woke up in a house, and he spoke about God to the people in there. Big Mike. <laughs> Big Mike. Mike, big bad Mike. Mike was a strong man of hearty constitution until that time he woke up in a mental institution. Big Mike. <laughs> big Mike. <laughs> bad shit, Mike. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I love it already. I do. I do. That's what we'll do. We'll do a recitation. Song parody, Mike, because I know how much you love those. Just singing your praises. And when I say singing your praises, mostly just listing things you survived that might have killed other people. Oh, shoot. You know. What rhymes with cock queef? Quick, quick. Quick, quick. (laughs) He survived a car accident and was a relief until they ripped out a catheter and he let out a cock queef. (laughs) Big Mike. Cock queef and Mike. Yeah, that's <laughs> gas penis, Mike. Uh, I wonder if these were that. all Jimmy Dean's first lyrics before he yeah. changed it. Just like notepads worth, just on the plane, just yellow, yellow stationery. No, no, that's not it. No, uh, but let's keep going. And with all of his strength, he gave a mighty shove. Then a miner yelled out, "There's a light up above!" And twenty men scrambled from a would-be grave. Now there's only one left down there to save Big John. Okay, sorry, I just realized something that <laughs> bothered me. This song has a key change, but it's still a recitation. So what's the point of the key change? To let you know that from a narrative perspective, it's the same thing like if you were reading a book and certain words were in italics. You know that these are important words and that something has changed in the narrative. I don't like it. I got to dock a point well, it, for that. Unnecessary key change. If you look at it like a song, it's your problem, Nick. You're looking at this song like it's supposed to be a song. It's not supposed to be a song. It's a narrative. It's it's a it's it's lore. It's a folk tale. It's a it's tall an tale. overproduced audio book, is what you're saying. Is that all Jimmy Dean does? Is talk? No. Sometimes he busts out of his pants first thing in the morning to eat sausage. I'm losing <laughs> what he said originally so fast. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. It's like oh, a game my. of telephone with myself. <laughs> Jimmy Dean takes his pants off before he eats breakfast. That's what he said, right? No, Mike. He doesn't. This isn't all he does. That was Nick, by the way. Oh, I thought Mike said that. Is this all he does? No, it sounded like something Mike would say. (laughs) But alas, it was me. (laughs) Oh, well, see, now you know how it fucking feels. Now, do Oh, yeah, when every listener thinks we sound the same, Steve. Or when Mike calls me Nick. Or when you call me Mike. (laughs) Does that happen a lot? The circle is complete. Yes, it happens a lot. Which part? <laughs> All of it? All of them. <laughs> Mike, no listener confuses you. Everyone knows exactly what your voice sounds like. I feel like me and Steve, sometimes even sometimes even my girlfriend will say, like, I don't know, when we hit a certain tenor, we sound similar, which I don't I don't buy. I think Steve's got a little bit of a bassier. I, oh, I can always tell you guys apart. Except for the times that I call Yes, Steve because we're Nick. in separate <laughs> windows on your screen, Mike, but when you're listening to it. 
just wait, let's let's finish the let's finish the myth of Big Bad John here. I've got more. I got more to show Big you guys. I got more. Or Nick or was it Steve? <laughs> Who cares? There's a ta- there's a tale of two guys. They sound awful alike, and occasionally one will say he can't eat bread. And that's you could have rhymed it with Mike, Steve. It was right there. You have to go for the low hanging fruit, which in this case is bread, every fucking time. Yes, Steve. Let's listen to more Big Bad John. I'm sick of this shit. I don't get paid enough. <laughs> Bring it to your bread, Nick. <laughs> that has no cadence. That's. <laughs> we shall continue. Would be grave. Now there's only one left down there to save Big John. With Jackson Timbers, they started back down. Then came that rumble way down in the ground. And the smoke and gas belched out of that mine. Everybody knew it was the end of the line for Big John. And then the song just ends right there. It's weird. Okay, but thanks for thanks for no. introducing that, Steve. No, it doesn't end there. <laughs> I'm Carol Janning for some reason. <laughs> and yes, Big Bad John. Um, so superhuman, Big Bad John, holding up a collapsing mine with his shoulders like Atlas of old, saves he all of the miners. He must have done CrossFit. I'll tell you, Big John, he, he kept up on the fitness. I he seems like I don't know, but he seems more like a guy with like a keg, like instead of a six pack. Oh uh, yeah, you know, like those, one of those guys. He was a strong man, right? Barrel the, the, chested. Uh, yeah, the guys who just li- <laughs> lifting barrels and put them back down again. Just, oh, let me let me move this boulder. Really makes the this serves no open. constructive purpose, but I moved it from here to there. Um, but th- get this the last verse here. So let's just get to this. I'm assuming this last verse is about all the people who showed up to his funeral. We'll see. Now, they never reopened that worthless pit. They just placed a marble stand in front of it. These few words are written on that stand. At the bottom of this mine lies a big, big man. Big John. Big John. Big John. Big bad job. Do you, do you um, think so he Steve, liked? I, I was. Oh, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, I'm just wondering if you think if Big Bad John liked being called big all the time. Like, hey, man, I know I'm six six. I'm just trying to fit in. I also read pretty fast. Nobody <laughs> says anything about that. I don't think he really speed read John. I don't think he really cared a in that he's a fictional character and b he's dead. And Steve, I gotta say, you made it seem like there was going to be a dramatic turnaround, but I was right. He's just dead. But he saved uh, the people, Nick. He was a martyr. Nick, 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 you ignorant slut. You act as though this is the end of the legend, the saga of Big Bad John. Until what? Son of John comes out. Why don't you play this next video? Oh, fuck. Well, no, uh, no, no. Sorry, I'm looking at the title of this video for the first time. Little Bitty Big John. Steve, out of principle, I refuse to play this. Walking through the forest? You, you have what to. I do. Little, fuck, fuck, fuck this guy. I gotta hear this. Little Bitty Big when he was 12 years old, he wore a 13 shoe. A little bitty big John. A little bitty big John. A little bitty big John. He could do more work than a man could do. 
A little bitty big John. A little bitty big John. Okay. <laughs> no, I love this. No. I'm, I'm, yes. <laughs> you, you, know what, you know what I will say for the non-song that we heard last time, the narrative, as Steve put it? And big Bad John did not overstay its welcome. They killed him at the 2 minute 30 mark, and they left him. They let him stay dead. That's great. I didn't realize... Like every single fucking Red Sovie narrative, quote unquote, talkie song that you can just add continuous chapters to this narrative that nobody cares about. In 1962, Jimmy Dean would release two more installments in his modern American tall tale. And I'm presenting them here out of their out of their release order because I believe that canonically and chronologically, this is the correct order of things. Now, I won't put Nick through the hell of listening to the whole of Little Bitty Big John. Um, I am angrier than a uh, pair of pants that were discarded by Jimmy Dean, and he's, he's helicoptering his dick all uh, over the sausage plate that he made as he looks out at the fucking sunrise or whatever that commercial was about. Uh, I can't see it. It's su- only red. S- suffice it to say... <laughs> I love this. Suffice it to say in the song Little Bitty Big John, we follow... <laughs> it's only come out of the pool. <laughs> we follow the adventures of son of Big John. Son of a Big John. The aforementioned John. little bitty Big John, uh, who, as the lyrics, we won't we won't play the whole thing, but as the next lyrics would say, well, he told, well, we're told that his mama was a Cajun queen, and his daddy was the strongest man that you've ever seen. He had the manner of his mama and the muscles of his dad, a little bitty Big John. So we have plot twist it turns out little bitty big john's actual father was the person that big john killed in new orleans no 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 way there's no way the cajun queen is gonna go to go cheating on big bad john Maybe he, that was who she was in a relationship a, with, and Big Bad John came. Man. He was a, Why? He because was... he murdered someone? Yeah. yeah! What? That's what makes you a man? That's the toxic male <laughs> patriarchy at work there. You tell me a woman doesn't like it when you kill a bug for her. Are you kidding me? Oh, they love that shit. Those are two different <laughs> creatures that you kill. Yes. There is a world of difference between killing an insect and killing a man. You're telling me Listeners, would you date a murderer? Contact us, the Songtops Report at gmail.com. That'll be our poll. It was a different time back then. It was a, a more different murderous time. time. <laughs> back, back when women liked uh, two dudes fighting over them. I mean, they still like it today, but back when... <laughs> but, but hold on, guys. I'm not done making Nick upset yet. Okay. Which is the only true reason for my existence. <laughs> Now, in the song Little Bitty Big John, Little Bitty Big John hears about the legend of his dad and goes to visit his gravesite at the old collapsed mine. Well, his zombified Uh, hand popped out of the ground and Little Bitty (laughs) Big John let out a spooked sound at his dead dad. Dead dad. Big dead dad. (laughs) (laughs) Big Big dead dead dad. dad. (laughs) Oh. Um, but this, all good stories are trilogies, and we need just a little bit more closure about the saga of Big Bad John for him to truly, for his legend to truly stand the test of time. So we're going to play this one more song, Nick. It's the next one here. Yes, I see it. The Cajun Queen. Am I at the correct one? Correct. Yes. 
She kind of breezed into town from New Orleans and said, boys, I'm Big John's Cajun queen. I didn't come here to argue or waste anybody's time. I just come to get my man from your dirty old mind. Wait, is she retrieving the body? Something like that. <laughs> She's going to go fuck him one last time <laughs> while he's holding up the whole mine. <laughs> no, he's already... He, Nick's correct. He is He is dead. Uh, he has been dead for some time uh, through his, by his heroic efforts. Uh, his beloved Cajun queen has come to see where his body you lay. You are the and... Cajun queen. Jimmy Dean wrote about your scene. Big bad John. Nick, I know how you got there. I myself saw the Cajun queen and wondered, how is this going to tie into that song? And, well, you, you, went, you went for it. I certainly did. Like I go for a Jimmy Dean sausage first thing in the morning as I overlook the the the, the geese on my lake out in my wherever the fuck that commercial was filmed. That's where I like my sausage. It, Let's say if the Cajun Queen was only here to take a body, what kind of way would that be to end a folk tale? You don't you don't get a folk tale started. Without a little bit of magic. Wait, this next song says Harry Potter tie-in? What? Me a dirty old mind. Cause he moves me. Now where you give up for old Queenie's gonna start. Cause I got a powerful love in my heart. So just show me the hole way down in the ground. And tell the whole wide world Big John's been found. The plot thickens. He's living? He's, he may or may not be living, and Nick may or may not about to become livid. Okay, no, if they lean into some, like, wordplay, Steve. Look, if they want to lean into some whole voodoo nonsense in this, I'm here for it. So I was right. She's going to hook up with him again. I don't know. Keep playing. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to have a case of rigor mortis. <laughs> or with John, it's just bigger mortis. So down in the mine without a sign of a light, old Queenie went looking for John that night. She found him there at the bottom of the pit and placed a red-hot kiss on his cold blue lips. He started breathing. First off, this song must be wildly confusing if you did not hear Big Bad John first. <laughs> Sleeping Bad John. That's it. Forget Sleeping Beauty. This man, ah, oh, th- this is this is this is the dude version of this. Nap time, John. You know, although in the moment she kissed him, he was dead, which I think might make this the only country song to feature necrophilia. Kissing oh, I'm a sure dead there's... body is not necrophilia. It's a way of life. <laughs> no, it's only necrophilia if you want the body to continue being dead. I guess. It just... And I can't believe that's a thing I had to say out loud. How, <laughs> how much decomposition do you think Big Bad John had gone through at this point? Well, first of all, it's cold and dark down there in that mine. There's no air. There's no light. There's no... So Nothing he actually might be relatively well-preserved. Well-preserved. Also, he's obviously a superhuman figure, a demigod, a 
Greek hero walking the earth at large. He's like Hercules' cool cousin. Or like... Uh, He's like Hercules and Johnny Cash combined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hercules is a cowboy. Uh, but yes, the end of Big Bad John's story is not his tragic her- but heroic death. It's not the tale of his wayward son. It is a story of resurrection and a story <laughs> of love. Resurrection for sure. Not with this Cajun queen down here. Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> I won't make Nick. I won't make Nick play through the whole rest of the song, but. Throughout the rest, throughout the the rest of the song is essentially John back to life, back to reality, <laughs> back to reality. Using, <laughs> using using his monumental strength to dig their way out of the ground. How did she get down there? That's neither here nor there, Nick. Stop trying to <laughs> stop trying to figure stuff out. Her, and she's gonna dig him out so he can plow her down. Steve, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> What's uh, yes, because uh, the last verse, you can find them today. They're down in New Orleans, Big Bad John and his Cajun Queen. They're a little bit wrinkled from the strain of time, but their love's just as strong as that night in the mine. 110 grandchildren. <laughs> I knew it! Wait, I wait. knew it! I knew it! I. Bad John and his Cajun Queen. They're a little bit wrinkled from the strain of time, but their love's just as strong as that night in the mine. A hundred and ten grandchildren. Whoa! Although the shocking, the shocking <laughs> twist that they don't tell you in the song is that they still only had one child. That child just produced a hundred and ten grandchildren. It was wild. Uh, I mean, that is that that would entirely be within the realm of possibility for little bitty Big John. Just septuplets over and over again. What? He's the American Genghis Khan. <laughs> what would you guys do? If you came into some money and, and you know, your lady friends asked you, you know what? We want 10 kids. Well, <laughs> Mike, this is, this is, what? What the fuck are you talking about? What does this, what's, what, do, what do both parts of that have to do with the other? Well, I just, I'm trying to imagine what it'd be like having 10 kids. You know, some people have the 10 kids and it's just like, what do you, would you be... Would you get a farm? Are you Would saying you, uh, the money is required? Like, is the money to raise the kids? Where does the money yeah, come Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of okay. people say they don't want too many kids because it costs too much money. So I'm just trying to get any excuses okay. out. I don't want excuses. I just want... I mean, my just, grandmother um, was one of 11 children, and they were dirt poor. Damn. You know what? Just proof you don't need money to have kids. You're right, Nick. Well, I mean, it was also the no. Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great... you don't need it to have them. You need it to make them not die. And it was more that her her parents needed like laborers on the farm, so that was children were well, an fu- investment, <clears throat> much like Dogecoin. I would love, I would love to have a bunch of kids and get them all to be different trades, and then start a little business. You know, wouldn't that be cute? <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're so going to be it, the electrician. It's... You seem to be good with the plugs there. Do you want to you become cannot. a sovereign citizen and just have like your own self-sustaining community? Why do they have to have different trades? That's not what it sounds like to me. It sounds like he wants his family to be a strip mall. <laughs> yeah. Come down to Russell's strip mall. We'll take care of any need you got. You get- Plumbers, <laughs> electricians, drywall, sausage making, painting, <laughs> ad production. <laughs> your one-stop shop for your drywall sausage making needs. 
Oh, and I finally. think Jimmy Dean would be on board with that. Jimmy Dean would be on board with uh. that combination. He seems like a fellow who likes a good drywall. <laughs> but the, so that that is the that is the sum total of the the ballad of Big Bad John, a new American tall tale for a new American age. Uh, and to cleanse the palate a little bit, I wanted to bring what's called an answer song. Now I don't oh, know. I thought you were going to say you're going to cleanse the palate with some Jimmy Dean sausage. Some Jimmy some. Jimmy Dean pure pork sausage. Um, no, we are going to cleanse our palate a bit because I know Nick uh, Nick's feeling it. Um, there, there's a certain type of song called an answer song. Answer songs are songs that other artists come up with in answer to, let's say, if someone popular does a song with a rhetorical question like Elvis Presley's Are You Lonesome Tonight? Someone would come up with an answer song, which would be titled something like Yes, I Am Lonesome Tonight or something of that effect. They there There's a whole there's a shit ton of these out there. Um, I, I may do like a deeper dive on it in a future episode, but it's an interesting little subgenre of music. Uh, this fellow, uh, Martin Rainwater, sorry, Marvin Rainwater, uh, wanted to add a little clip to the ballad of Big Bad John by telling us all about Big Bad John's favorite pet cat. So this what? is just some other <coughs> random guy who wanted to add to the lore? Yes. Okay. Every night in the alley when the moon was high, a big tough cat come a-strutting by. The claws on his paws were like a ten-penny nail, and everybody knew you didn't step on the tail of Big Tom. Oh, God. Big Tom. <laughs> this That's... almost feels like what TikTok trends are now, just like 60 years ago. It's just an idea that one person has, and then people get on that wavelength and start doing their own interpretation of it. It hasn't changed. That's what you, isn't that what you do? That's what we all do, don't we? Every I guess we so. <laughs> There's no new ideas, Nick. There's 10 stories, and they've been retold slightly different ways for thousands and thousands of years. Perspective, right? Right now we're in, I think it's the villain's paradise right now. We're getting, or maybe we just came out of villain's paradise. What are we going to next? That's what The big bad John age. I, I thought, I thought we, we already went through that. It's making a revival. He's not dead. He's 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 semi-populated the continental United States. He's busting back into popular consciousness like he's busting out of some pants first thing in the morning before he has some Jimmy Dean sausage. You ever get that feeling looking out over that field as the flock of sheep is running out in the distance and the cattle dogs yipping at their heels and your wife starts calling from the kitchen telling you, honey, Honey, breakfast is ready, and you think to yourself, oh, I thought you were going to say, gosh dang, it is a villain's paradise. Anyway, Jimmy Dean sausage. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, by the way, I also think those things I just said a bunch about Jimmy Dean sausage. I think all the same things. Is there a point to hearing more Tough the Cat? Does he actually tie in Big Bad John at any point? No, uh, no Tough, tough Top Cat... Uh, Wait, is it Tough was, Top Cat or Tough Tom Cat? Because Tom Cat makes the, more the sense. The cat's... The cat's name is Tom, but he's Tom the Tough Top Cat, <sighs> which if we listened a little bit more and heard the chorus, we'd know that. After daylight, nobody knew where he went, but everybody knew he didn't pay no rent. When he passed, everyone made a little bow, and if you spoke at all, well, you just sent me out a big call. 
my god. Tap, tap, cat. The meows are fun. I'll give it that. Meow. If you and if you said nothing at all, you just said meow to Big Top. Oh my god. He jumps in front of your computer when you're trying to work. And he knocks over your water because he's a big bad jerk. That's Big Tom. Big Tom. Tough, 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 cat. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't see any more shared links, so I'm hoping that there were no, no. other goddamn interpolations of the same song. No, no. The ballad of Big Bad John is complete until he comes again when he is most needed, as the scriptures foretold. I can't wait till till he returns. And then we get um, who comes? Who? What do you think, Little Billy Big John's son would be? Teeny tiny Big John, a microscopic Big John. <laughs> yes, a microscopic Big John, infinitesimally minute John. He's got the power to change his size, but he doesn't need to because he's a man. What a ride, Big Tiny Tom, <laughs> Tom's Ant Man. <laughs> oh Jesus. But I hope you guys liked my little exploration of uh, my little exploration of American uh, American folklore and myth making. You know what I love the most about this, Steve. You know what I love about the most about this is that this story, like all the good ones, all the good folklore, all the good tales of of greatness and wonder, was keeping that love alive. You know, love keeps him alive, man. That's it. His Cajun lady came no. back. I mean, yes, but it's not that love keeps him alive. It's that love magically resurrects him from certain death. Love makes you crazy. Love makes you a zombie, I guess. You know, love does crazy things to you. Un- I mean, we didn't we didn't hear it, but the end, the last line of the Cajun Queen is, now the moral of this story has a real clear omen. Don't you ever underestimate the power of a woman. Female empowerment. Is this not this this song? This song. Ugh. Nothing more female empowerment-y than introducing a character as an accessory to a man. You know what? You know what she got her own song. Nothing. Yes, like, but the song not, doesn't pass the Bechdel test. It's she's still all talking about her her man and getting him back. No, it. The Bechdel, the Bechdel test doesn't come into effect here because there's no other woman for her to talk to about Big Bad John. Well, that's the problem. But there's no test. The, you can't apply the test in this case. I it's- think you know what? Nothing, nothing quite, nothing quite gives me that that sunshiny good morning feeling like like female empowerment. You know, I look <laughs> looking at these tough as nails ladies coming through and ah. Oh. Makes me think about my sausage real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh. clarify, Mike. Don't clarify. That's perfect just the way it is. Thinking about strong, empowered women makes me think about my sausage. Well, Steve, thank you. I, I feel like I might be a slightly worse person for having gone through this episode, but thank you for, you know, learning me something anyway. I don't know why you need to put it like that. You're being culturally insensitive. How so? To people like me who come from the country. From down down home, where the real people work, blue collar. Are you Texas T, the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> Just saying words now. <laughs> Nick, stop making fun of where Steve comes from. I, you know, I thought this was twenty twenty one. Culturally insensitive, Nick. <laughs> 
That's me. Anywho, thank you all for listening. <laughs> Why don't you go get an analyst job on NBC and just trash Steve's hometown? That's it. Anyway, Jimmy Dean, pure pork sausage. Yes. Oh, right. Sausage. Uh, also, oh, right. Plugging us. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, everyone. You can follow us on social media. Um, Definitely follow us on Instagram, especially, because I'm pretty sure the poll we're going to pose is, would you uh, enter a relationship with a murderer? Because apparently the Cajun Queen had no problem with it, and Mike doesn't seem to either. So, I want to see if our... Uh, People if our... are obsessed with murderers, Nick. Have you not seen but this? Like, Have you not noticed Yes, this? I know. I, I they know get that... tons of mail. I mean, these guys are just just killing the game. Listen, Mike, I understand we're <laughs> the only podcast right now that is not a true crime podcast, but that's not to say that everyone feels that way necessarily. But I'd be curious if anyone does. So please, follow us on Instagram. We'll be posting that poll at some point after this episode comes out. Uh... Check out Deborah Devil Productions. If you haven't seen a show about coworkers starring Steven Trollinger and uh, shot and edited by yours truly, uh, what are you waiting for? Check it out. It's there. It's free. It's entertaining. It got accepted into the uh, London Web Fest. So it's already a festival nominee. So you're missing out on great content. So check that out. And uh, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Look for Nick Brigadier. And uh, Mike, where can we find you? You can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, check out our uh, social media at the Sontopsy Report and uh, send us your song suggestions of bad, bizarre, no order the music. And uh, yeah, why don't you tell us? Yeah, what? Yeah, I realize I stepped all over you on the poll. Yeah, yeah. So please, yeah, stepped all over it, Nick. All I really, over it. really Just like you're like I know what I want the poll to be this week. I really and you flopped know my Jimmy Dean on the table. Table there and you laid out did. a challenge. But you if just, you have another uh, poll, if you have another poll idea, the whoever Nick, speaks last Nick, gets it. Do, do you see me as a petty poll man? No. I don't know uh, what that is, so I guess I can't. It's it's our question the <laughs> is would you date <laughs> is it would you would date, you date, a, date murderer a murderer or which murderer would you date? W- Wow. Um, let's start with would you date a murderer? If depending like, on the response, like, are you gonna are you gonna tell me, Nick, that you don't think you would have been wooed by? Um, are you an Ed Gein type? I like a man who is close with his mother. I like a man who's good with a sewing machine. I like a man who's good with utensils. Or yeah, are you more of a dom? Or I like a man who can cook. <laughs> I like a man that can swim. So Jason, no, thank you. <laughs> Ch-ch-ch-na-da-da for that. I was going to say, I'm starting to feel real bad about this train here. <laughs> yes. Oh, the light's dimming, or is it getting a lot darker? Uh, but yeah, well, I'll let Mike, I'll let you post, I'll let you post that and phrase it however you wish. Therefore, I can also wash my hands of it if it who's goes one down. Of those, who's one of those sexy lady murderers I'm trying to think of? like um... Lizzie Borden? I don't know. <laughs> Although she was never convicted. Elizabeth Bathory? Bell Gunnis. Oh, we'll well, keep digging. But yes, or, or, or our listeners just can just let us know. It. Oh, shoot. These are... Yeah, sometimes I forget. I'm sure this is what Jimmy Dean would have wanted an episode dedicated to him to be ending with. Discussion of dating murderers. Uh, well, you know, sometimes there's good murderers, sometimes there's bad murderers. Wow. Oh. Mike, 
what? There's a Nick, version oh. of you that became a defense attorney, and I hold don't on. know. Now, now, hold on, Nick. What I mean by that is, what I mean by that is, <laughs> now, what's murder, right? It's Baby, when you kill don't somebody. hurt me. <laughs> it's when you kill somebody, right? Well, what if you kill somebody that needs this? That's that's got to go. Like Mike, <laughs> Mike, there's there's being a devil's advocate, and then there's offering to hand the apple over to Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if you kill someone? You know, but what if they deserve it? Like your significant <clears throat> other who just won't stop yapping. That's not what. I mean. Well, <laughs> what if you save your family from uh... a lifetime of yapping? <laughs> No, 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 no. Steve, where can we find you? This is going wildly off course. Are we off the rails? Are we off? You can, you can find me. Uh, create, find me strengthening all of my alibis. <laughs> and while I'm doing that, I will be on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo. Uh, on the Dapper Delver Productions website and on my personal website, stephentrollinger.com. Please go there to look at pictures and video of me. Just don't tell me you're doing it. It's the same advice you get for your OnlyFans. Please. Would I still be doing this if I was making money at that? <laughs> yes, Steve, because you love it so much. Steve, I bet you could, I bet you could get some money just, just shaving in the morning. You know? Just a little, like a Truman Show style. I bet people throw you some some do some Doge coins for that or something. Like, is that a thing? <laughs> yes, Steve. Steve, I'm about to say a <laughs> sentence, and I want you to ask yourself if you ever thought you'd live in a world where the sentence means anything. Steve, film yourself shaving in the morning. You'll get some Doge coins. Imagine someone telling you that in tw 2000, let's say, <laughs> and just the sheer. <laughs> veil of confusion and non-understanding of what any of that means. Steve, you got nothing. You got I mean, nothing. I found it interesting. <laughs> like you, like you, I, I watched, I rewatched Mad Max Fury Road recently where like water and oil are like the two biggest like natural resources. I don't ever imagine a post-apocalyptic future where it's just Dogecoin. Do you, but you picture a post-apocalyptic future. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, there was a post-apocalyptic, there's a post, well, you know what though, Nick, you know what though, if you have a post-apocalyptic future, but the computers are still working. Yeah, if the computers are down, we're fucked, right? Uh, then we'll be doing bottle caps like Fallout. I mean, that's... Yes. And you know what? If, if that happens, do you know the kind of people we would need, Mike? We need Big Bad John. I was going to say, post-apocalypse. All media is gone. Somebody somewhere finds an old... Uh... An old recording of the song Big Bad John. What are they going to think? They haven't got no context. This could, this is a real guy. This is a tale about a real guy. I'm going to go spread his legend. And boom, all of a sudden, this dumb song Jimmy Dean wrote is now a vital part of the post-apocalyptic mythological landscape. You know, in a post-apocalyptic future, de deprived of all electronics, nothing gets me going in the morning like a plate full of Jimmy Dean sausage. Jimmy Dean sausage. It survives the apocalypse, which is also their tagline. And on that note, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, we will be back next week. And until then, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm pissed that Nick just beat that sausage bit into the ground because that's how I was going to close the episode. That was the pettiest ending you've ever done. Uh, and we will beat see you next that week. that sausage. <laughs> I almost feel like, Steve, you could bust through this monitor like you're busting out of the pants that you wear after you're, they're tight in the morning and you're eating sausage and fuck I gotta re-listen to that commercial again uh, <laughs> get to bed by three take
good. Carry your stuff, you belong to me. Be careful, caution.